Welcome again to the Play Create podcast. I'm Kirsten Gunnard. And I'm Jill Johnson. Welcome. Thanks for joining us again today. So today, I think we talked about uh, focusing on time management and or energy management yep. and how, how we work with that. Yeah, and timing. We were talking about how in improv, the beauty of when things all align is timing which also works with in those same arenas. Yes, it does. Is how we come into things and when the timing is right and when we need to back off, when we need to rest, when we need to incubate, whatever it might be, time has such a different meaning for everyone. And we could also get super deep and talk about how time is just a construct, but that would probably take forever and take too much time. So we'll keep it on our idea of keeping it in those three circles that we keep t- talking about. Yeah. Of letting go, using everything, and noticing more. Yeah. So from that, yes? Well, I was on that kind of deeper level. I'm going to touch that quickly, which is that what I have found oftentimes is as soon as I let go of not having enough time, I have enough time. Yes. It's weird. It's crazy. It makes no sense to me how that happens. But I just had that happen yesterday, actually. I had way too many things to get done in my day. And instead of worrying about that, I just kind of started playing into them and working on things and getting things done. And I was blown away by how much I was able to accomplish. Yeah. And I think we have false deadlines. You know, we create all these... imminent deadlines in our heads you know that things have to be done at a certain time and it's just not the case you know most of the time it's very rare that something really needs to be done in the moment yeah it's always something that we can return to or I like to say that it's kind of like I drop balls all the time but luckily they're bouncy and they bounce (laughs) back in my awareness right when I need them yeah and I think also trusting that, you know, I do trust that now because I know that's my process. It's taken a while to be okay with that. But you know, like my dad is an incredible person with lists. He can have, he has pages and I mean, he has spiral notebooks of lists. It could probably go through my whole life through all of his spiral notebooks, which are filed. Yeah. And, but that works for him. He knows that they're there and it does, it will get done somehow. And he, prioritizes each day and what needs to come up but I do think we have this really big necessity on us especially in our western culture I'm just speaking from our world about being very busy and not having enough time so those two things are like they kind of brush me the wrong way when people will say to me oh you just are so busy and I'm like well no I'm yes it's busy but I'm never too busy for what's really important, it's like right. being with people I love and just stopping for a moment and having a conversation or whatever it might be. It's interesting in your case that people say that because I don't think I've ever heard you say I'm so busy. I try not to, Yeah, but it's been conscious because yes. I was catching myself saying I'm just so busy or I there's just too much on my plate or I don't have enough time. Um, and another thing that I've kind of been trying to be aware of is I just need to get through this yeah. because I was saying that for a long time where I was like I just need to get through this which 
was a lot to get through. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, I get to go do this. I get to go, you know, be with my friends in the morning and create something together. I get to go do this. I want my children to hear me say that I am making a choice. Yes. And, you know, most of the stuff is a choice. There's really, really stuff that I have to do. And in doing that, you're shifting the energy of it. Yeah. So thinking about energy management to a certain degree, time management, how we talk about things matters. And the amount of energy, when we think we're too busy or when we think we just need to get through this, we're oftentimes not even conscious of it. But the amount of energy we're putting into that because it's so big and in some cases overwhelming tends to eat up a lot of our resources and our energy. Yep. Whereas when we're choosing and mm -hmm. we're looking, we're finding a way to find the good in it and look forward to whatever those things are, things flow better. And all that extra energy that's being used kind of behind the scenes yep. isn't getting spent. So you have it to be present in the moment. You have it to go to the next thing. You have it for those situations. And it, it's not, I mean, it sounds simple. It's just shift your language, shift your mind. It's not. No. That's okay. actually a hard thing to do, yeah. even though it sounds incredibly simple. But it's a really powerful thing the more we can practice it and make it happen. Or at least that's what I've experienced yeah. with it. Well, and you can see that with language in everything. You know, right now, when we look on... Facebook or anywhere when we're going through gender identification, you know, everyone's, there's a big movement of how we are using language. Yeah. I remember like in undergrad, like coming across social construction theory and having it just blow my mind about the constructs that we make. And one of these things is how we look at time and how we go about our days and what we think needs to fit into them. And it's a hard thing to unlace yeah. because it's been habitually created throughout our lives. You know, we've watched everyone, we have school. I mean, school's a great example of this is how you do it. Yeah. And then you get out of school and you're just trying to unravel it. You know, um, for a lot of us, we're, everything we learned, we're trying to unlearn to learn something more or to expand what we thought we knew. Yeah. So I think that's just part of it. But the thing with time and timing, the notice more to me is also showing up. Yeah. So the whole thing of like, it's going to be hard sometimes. It's not like all butterflies and fairies and wow, I can really see the positiveness. You know, yesterday I was, I was in bed and not feeling great. And, you know, there was a big circle in my mind because of course a lot of us have troubles just like taking it easy when yeah. there's and it's a Monday and you need to do stuff you know but a lot of it is just my own narrative in my mind going up and a lot of it is just me just getting up and showing up to one thing at a time yeah just go get that email done lay back down go do this lay back down you know whatever it might be yeah um and sometimes we just don't have the luxury we just have to like kind of soldier on and get through it yeah. in a way that we're checking it off and then we can like revitalize where we are and get some time for us you yeah. know but yeah time is a sneaky one um but also like when things come in our awareness that's timing yes. when suddenly a door opens and everything just lines up like I think a lot of times this happens with people 
who just lost their job or decided to leave their job, and then right when they're let go of that, something opens. Another way comes into being. Or you finally break up. Like, you finally get out of that really bad relationship. Yeah. Or not even a bad relationship. It, it was good, but it just wasn't it. Yeah. And, you know, you've been kind of like, well, I'm kind of in. It's kind of like I call, I call it being on, like, one foot on each side of the equator. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, maybe I'll stay. You know, because you don't want to just totally let go because, God forbid, like, maybe that will work. Right. But it's when we really let go. Yes. And we we dive in that other things open up so timing also requires us to be more open to have to kind of cut some cords that are no longer serving us and and that's a scary place because a lot of times I always say it's kind of you get comfortable in discomfort yes so if something isn't working right like let's say you're in a relationship that isn't great but you're really comfortable in the chaos or what's not working because the idea of jumping into something well first of all untying all the threads that you've made together in your weft and weave overwhelming overwhelming and then you know really leaping and then there's all these narratives we play so I think all that stuff comes with how we look at time I also like to talk about like how much time we spend in our minds <laughs> instead of like right here because I I mean I am first to say I love to dwell in my mind and I'm getting better and better at it but it is definitely a You're work in progress dwelling in your mind? at getting out of my mind and not dwelling so much in it right um, but it's a hard thing because. It's such a quick thing. Matt, my husband, will call it my um, spiral. And he yeah. and it's really like a tornado. And when I was younger, this would happen a lot where I one thing would get in my mind and then it would just start to sweep. Like all of a sudden, everything was connected. Yeah. Everything around it was connected. Like, oh, I stubbed my toe. Oh, my God, that means that this. Oh, da, da, da. It just all started to yes. cyclone into one thing. So really being like, oh, that's just that. I'm not adding more to that. So the way I'm getting out of my mind is like literally like, okay, well, Jilly, you're way in your mind. Like get back in here. Get back in this mode. Move around. Something, you know. What's your cue? How do you know when you're getting too into your mind? I will just start adding and adding. It's, It's like... I am in this really great um, math problem. And instead of subtracting, I just keep adding and adding and adding. And somehow they're all looped together. Yeah. Some way, somehow I can connect everything that's happened into one really beautifully connected narrative yes. that is just all bullshit. Yeah. It's just all a non-real thing. And so have I have come to come up say, with a way. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm probably you're no, probably no. About and to say this. so my thing is, I'm like, okay, I have to get up, whatever I'm doing, and I just have to start walking around. I have to just write. I'm, you know, you and I are very much writers, so I'll go back to intention. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just kind of come back to a moment. Um, I'll grab one of my little mala bracelets 
and just start breathing with each bead, mm -hmm. maybe a mantra, mm -hmm. um, or I'll just get outside for like a moment. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a lot, but I notice if I just change my scenery, just change my place, just change my position, it's helpful. Yeah, uh, because you know, it's too easy. It's way too easy for me to get lost in there. Yeah, yeah. I think all, almost every person, I think, struggles with that. I'm sure there are some who don't. But I think that's something that, especially, I mean, we know, not that this is necessarily anxiety, but as our world gets crazier and crazier, mm -hmm. as busier and busier becomes a bigger and bigger badge to wear, as more and more is coming at us and we feel like we need to do more and more and more, we know that people's anxieties levels are rising to all-time highs. There's mm -hmm. all kinds of things going on, right? Which all, I think, tends to come from a similar place. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people are challenged by that right now, whether yep. it's technically anxiety or just overthinking or whatever it might be. Yeah, and, 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 and even, like, I was driving one of my friend's kids to school this morning and just watching the phone, the digital the digital world and how much time is spent waiting for the text to come through after we send it, you know, yes. the reply or the comments or whatever might thread through. There's so much time spent, which we can't just throw that away because, you know, it's part of our cultural language now and yeah. it's also where our kids are well, I mean, that's how they're making friends. That's how they're they're communicating. That's how they go back and forth. Instead of like waiting by the telephone, yeah. like we did, to really date us, like circling the spiral thing around our <laughs> and finger, fighting over it. With yeah. Our um, and gosh, when call waiting came, that was just incredible. <laughs> but you know, all that stuff. You know, we were we were doing time. That was where we were doing it, and now it's in a different way. So. I think the big thing that we're really curious about is how we play with time yeah, and how we use it to fuel us instead of feeling like a burden. Yeah. Because when we're saying like, I'm so busy or it's just, this is a busy week. I can feel it. I feel it in every morsel of my being. <laughs> but knowing that, how am I carving just a little moment so I don't just get flooded yeah and it and I get to see my kids in between the chaos and I get to slow down for a second um you know sometimes it's it isn't possible yeah. but I am consciously aware of it and trying to make it and I think you know I hadn't thought about this until talking now on the level that's starting to come to me I think if we stop thinking of it as time management and do start thinking about it more as energy management and time is one of the components of it because so much of that energy again is the stuff behind it it's anticipating a, a busy crazy week it's yes. anticipating yeah. what's going to happen yeah. in that next moment it's anticipating and you're good about calling me on expectation all the time right mm -hmm. like what what our expectations are of what's going to happen versus entering that busy week, that chaotic week, um, in the moment. Because if we, the more we can do that, again, I'm not saying this is necessarily the easiest thing, mm -hmm. but the more we can be conscious of it, the more we can be in the moment, instead of spending all this 
energy we don't even realize we're spending on the anticipation and the expectation and what am I going to do and how am I going to and all that stuff that we wrap ourselves up in that actually causes us to spend more energy than we need to when we could be focusing that energy and could be focusing those resources on just being exactly where we are in that moment. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. And I think that I whole idea that time's a commodity. You know, so we're so focused on money, the the monetary gain of the commodities. But time is a really big one. Yeah. And, you know, I I remember I think I was I don't know. I was in high school when I took off my watch in Moab and left it on the back of the toilet <laughs> because I was like, oh, time is like totally constructed and yeah. I need to let it go. <laughs> so I've been really, I haven't worn really a watch and I did for a heartbeat because the Apple Watch was so much fun, yeah. but I just started to notice how crazed I was about it and I lost it. So let's yeah. just be honest. But the thing about the commodity is that you know, I was really big about flow. Like, well, I need to flow into things and how it shows up. But Matt, for example, is all about scheduling. Yeah. And there, for me, it's been an art to finally find like, oh, if I'm scheduling, I'm actually locking down a space yes. that I can show up and flow into. Yes. So when I show up to something, I'm fully there. I'm fully in the present moment. Yeah. And I don't overthink it because I know it's on my calendar. It's ready. Like, we come here knowing that the space is here and that we're going into it. Yes. Whereas before, I just wouldn't do that. So knowing that it's a commodity, I want to know where my time sits. So I want to block out time. I want to know, okay, I have to be here on this date so then everything else can filter around it. Exactly. So that I'm not just haphazard and feeling busy because I'm trying to run around and do too much. Yeah. I'm I I am a huge believer as you know that different tools work for different people. The tool that has been most powerful me, for me in the last couple of years has been time blocking. Yeah. And it's for that reason and I was the same way and even at the beginning of using time blocking I struggled because I wanted to be open to whatever showed up whenever it showed up yeah. and be able to but what I found was I was just getting pulled in 10 million directions instead of setting some intention on how I wanted to use that energy and those resources and time blocking, I still leave blocked time open to whatever wants to show up, but blocking those chunks of time around what I know I want to be creating and and who I want to be creating with, whether it's personal stuff, business, whatever it might be, has been such an incredibly powerful tool. Yeah, I agree, especially if you're creative. So. There's something, when people ask, like, is there anything you miss before having kids? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, what was I doing with all my time? What did I do? I want to go back to that girl and be like, what are you doing? And so what I miss are the, the time on end. So, like, that I could just wake up and I could just go into the creative process and not have, you know, okay, I have to drop off at school. Okay, I have this many hours. Go. And it took a while to get used to that because... Part of my process was just like letting it come. Yes. And now it's like, nope, this is a ritual now. Like, you got to do it now. There isn't another time. Yeah. Yeah, there might be time in the future, but you got to use what you have right now. Yeah. Which I think is really hard for a lot of creatives. Yeah. You know, we all have these processes. We all have these rituals. We love to talk about how we come into it. But sometimes you only have an hour. And how are you going to use that hour? 
and maybe something great comes out of it, but maybe nothing comes out of it except that you were in it. You were in the process. And so I think a lot of things about time and timing is getting in it, getting in the process because you're using your time. You're not just thinking about when it will be better. When it, it can always, I, yeah, more time can always bring more results. Yeah. But we don't always have that. Well, and, and I think we get up, caught up again in this idea that we need more time. And I had talked last time a little bit about an exercise that we do in flight camp where we have two minutes yep. to brainstorm. Two yep. minutes. Yes, yep. Um, a friend of mine a long time ago came up with what he called, um, I think, the hive or something about bees. Mm-hmm. And it was this where people in a, on a team could ring a bell and everyone would come together and that the, it had to be limited to five or ten minutes. But the whole idea of it was you've got five minutes to, to buzz around this thing together and then you have to leave it. And once we set that time as a constraint can actually be an incredibly powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And once we allow ourselves to, to focus in on that five minutes that we have and see what comes up and play with it instead of think we need an hour or two hours, I'm always blown away by how much we can accomplish in five minutes. Yes. And I mean, there's procrastinators everywhere. Yeah. And that's like, I am such a I'm procrastinator yes. and I've gotten better at it, you yes. know, um, but that's another thing is like when we're procrastinators, there's a part of us that just wants to... We, we feel that, oh, I'll get it, you know, I'll get it in this last moment. Yeah. And so kind of coming into, well, yeah, that might happen, but also the, you can create these little time blocks as well. You can yeah. create those little moments of pressure to help incubate yes. ideas faster so that you're not just taking something. To me, what I was noticing about my procrastination is that I was just skimming the milk off the top, but over I wasn't getting, yeah, I wasn't yes. getting into the depths. <laughs> you know so there's something about getting with it and you know it's also years and maturity yes which you learn you learn yeah yeah Yeah. so my invitation in the interest of time Mm -hmm. um it for people over this next week is to notice the energy that they're putting behind their how they're thinking about time their time management whatever it might be so what I've come to notice in my old years mm-hmm. is uh, is there's a feeling that goes with it and if, and where I'm spending that energy. And even if I think I'm going and I'm showing up there, sometimes there's all this other energy that I'm expending, again, thinking about it, worrying about it, anticipating, whatever it might be. And just being aware of the feelings that are coming up in your body as you're working with time and noticing that. Yep. And then we can talk maybe next week about what to do with that. Yeah, and I think the other thing is noticing that when you start to set little rituals around time, you know, yesterday, like for example, I was in bed, so I was worried. I was like, oh gosh, am I going to feel good tomorrow? I don't want, you know, to wake up and have... Kirsten waiting. So I was like, just so you know, I'm in this space. But then in the same regard, I was like, well, wait, we've kind of locked out this time. So I want to honor it when we can do it. So even if I show up sick, it will be just fine, you know? But I think being aware of all the little things when you're also worried about 
where you're going to spend time. Yeah. Like, even if it's great stuff, notice what starts to whirl around when you don't feel good or when you're starting to feel stressed. Yeah. When you feel stress in your body, time really takes on a whole nother thing. I mean, this is such a great example. And I, I think also being aware of when things are timelessness, like notice when you forget time yes because that's where you need to be yes like what's feeding that moment when everything else drops away and then how can you bring that more into your life yes how can you feature that so that you can experience that more where it really does get more fluid and you're not staring at the clock you know taking a test you're staring at the clock trying to stay it but when, you, like for us, when we're in creative flow, um, when we're when I'm on my skis, yeah, there's no time. I'm just there. Yeah. And so notice when you're so wickedly in the present moment yeah. that everything else drops away and you're no longer worried about the busy, the schedule, all yes. of that. And just take note. Yes, yes, I love that. So that's our invitation for this week. And next week we'll continue playing with this a little bit. Yeah, I think um, I think what would be interesting is kind of when all these pieces come together. So we were talking about where all the three circles of notice yeah. more, let go, and um, use everything. That sweet spot. What? Where has that shown up? Yeah. Um, and I'd like to start inviting maybe some people in that have used when that sweet spot is really evident. In so their I, work. I'm so excited. Rob Poynton, yes. who wrote the book that is the launch pad that we use at Rocket Trike and that we've been talking about, uh, which is called Do you Improvise. And mm-hmm. he's written a couple others. He just released one called Do Pause. And he had another book called Everything's an Offer that was kind of the pre book to Do Improvise. But he wants to come Great. talk with us. Yay. Which I'm so when excited do we get about. Him? I adore him. Uh, sometime in November. Great. I think is what's going to happen. Yes. Awesome. So, and then I know we both have tons of people we can't wait to bring in and yeah. share and explore with. Yeah. So. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Good luck with your time. You. <laughs> Likewise. Use your time wisely. See, just there. Okay, and play with off. your time. Play with your time. Yeah. Yes. Enjoy your time. Oh, play time. Embrace, play time. There yes. we go. Make sure you have lots of play time in your week. Yes. Block some time for playtime. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.